Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm Candace. <laughs> I'm Jeff. And we are Punchy. Um, welcome <laughs> to our pilot episode of our podcast. Our very first episode. Yes. Yes, girl. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome to Doors USA. We're going to go on a road trip in our, in minds. our minds. Yes. <laughs> because we both have family obligations and can't afford to go on an actual road trip. So, <laughs> so if y'all want to come along with us, you're more than welcome to come. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I got this idea about doing this podcast with Jeff because I love telling him <laughs> stories of all the weird shit that I find, mostly about ghosts, paranormal stuff, occult, occult, <laughs> true crime, cryptids, anything like that. And so we decided to take the idea of it and put it in a road trip because all yeah. these places are all over the world and I, I always want to see them. Um, and we thought, well, we'll just go there. And we'll we'll just go there. We'll explore the cities when we're there. Um, we'll see what gift shops are around, maybe, that type of thing. We'll we can get some treats in there. <laughs> yeah. No, but like get to know the town while we're doing it. Exactly. So today, though, we're sticking somewhere local, somewhere close-ish. And uh, we are going, because we're in Oklahoma, and we're going about a half hour north uh, to Guthrie, Oklahoma. Which is actually a fabulous little town. I it, love little Guthrie. It is. Guthrie is very interesting, and that's where we're going to start. Before we kind of get into the building. That we're going to be talking about. Okay. There's, a, there's a lot with this building. Okay, I love so, this. I love the buildings in Guthrie. That's yeah. my favorite part about it. It's the neatest little town. It's just cute little buildings. It's, right. it's very cute. And there's an interesting history behind the the town itself. And they're very salty up there in Guthrie. <laughs> side note about, and we'll get into it. But <laughs> there's a lot of historic buildings there, and there's a reason why. But there's one building in particular. That we are going to talk about. It's got it's got a little bit of ghosts, oh, but it goes a lot. It goes goes a little off the train a little bit. And um, how how I found out about this particular place is through Ghost Adventures. I love Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I love Ghost Adventures. Listen, it is either the wackiest bullshit or it creeps me out, and I love it. It makes me laugh, but at the same time, it's very, very intriguing. Yeah, but that was the Hell House guy that was on that, right? The Demon House. Don't guy. watch Demon House. Don't no. do it. Oh my God. No. I did it. I feel like I've been cursed forever now. <laughs> well, let's let's get into this into the Black Jail or what is currently known. As a Samaritan cult house. Yeah. But before we do that, I knew you were gonna go cult. I knew you were gonna go cult the first one. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so real quick rundown about the history of Guthrie. Like I said, it's pretty interesting for me. Um, and my sister lives there, so I also kind of get her take on it. So I'll kind of in- interject, kind of input some of the things that she's told me. So Guthrie itself was established in 1887. And it was just like a railway station. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. And the railway station, like, that that went through it, went from the Oklahoma-Kansas border all the way through Guthrie down to Purcell. And, but the name was later changed to Guthrie. I don't know what, a jurist, John Guthrie, some dude. In what front was of it before? Deer Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. They just called it a railway station. I guess Guthrie has a better ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then a post office was established on April 4th, 1889. Okay. All right. For those who weren't, who don't live in Oklahoma and didn't have Oklahoma history beat into them when they were in high school, <laughs> 1889, big year for Oklahoma. It's when, you know, we took land from the Native Americans that we forced uh. here on this land. Anyways, so in 18, so that was April 4th was when the post office was established. Uh, about, you know, on April 22nd, 1889, at noon, K 
cannons went off or surrounding two million acres section of the Indian Territory, uh, which was the land run of 1889. So everyone, you know the movie Far and Away. I was gonna say, was yeah. this a Tom Cruise movie? Totally. A Tom and Nicole Cruise? Kidman. Yes. Yes. Knew but it. you know, Hollywood. I only really know history through movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so April 22nd, people run. So Guthrie was already kind of established because it had the railway station and the post office. So when everyone's flooding in after that, within six hours, 10,000 people would settle in the Guthrie area. And, what, and at the time, Guthrie became the capital for the territory of Oklahoma. Right. And I actually have, and I'm sorry, podcast land, but to give Jeff some perspective, I don't think he's... <laughs> I always need perspective. So, in eight, so this is two days Ooh. after, it's like a tent city is essentially what it was. And then, like, not even a month later, roads cleared buildings. and you had buildings. And then Holy within, a, that was that's in April, May 10th. But then, Holy shit. so by the time May 10th, 1893 rolls around on this picture I'm describing to you, because this is a, not a visual thing, it's an audio thing, <laughs> you essentially have these really big, beautiful Victorian era buildings, which are still around. Like, I think that's what think people need to, to kind of understand there. We, sorry to interrupt. Do we have our Instagram yet? Uh, working on Instagram. It as should be up by the time this is up. Cool. We will have photos. these photos up there for you. Exactly. How's that? So, <laughs> well, so yeah. So, 10,000 City. Boom. Take over. Territory of Oklahoma. It's the, it's the capital. Guthrie is. And within months, like that photo I showed, showed you, Guthrie, it was a modern brick and stone building, like those Victorian type buildings. It those, was, are those, some of those are the same buildings mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, those are the same buildings. Because it looked like it. That's, yeah. just, that's why I love them. Every time I go there, I'm like, these are really beautiful. No, yeah. Yeah. So oh, it was cool. had the term queen of the prairie. Uh, Girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that. I have since taken that title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it had, but it was like in the middle literally in the middle of nowhere with running water electricity it had a mass transit system and my favorite part when i saw this (laughs) underground parking garages for horses and carriages for horses and carriages no you're lying no i'm not lying that is where did you get that (laughs) wikipedia (laughs) it must be true no wait parking garage wait i'm imagining this i'm sorry i'm imagining what would that sound like Better yet, what would that smell like? Horrible. You may continue. (laughs) So, going through here, um, the first, uh, off my place and my research. I I have that effect on her, just so you guys know ahead of time. Yeah. So, (laughs) there was a guy named Hobart Johnston Whitley, who was also, I guess, had the term father of Hollywood, was the first president of the Guthrie Chamber of Commerce. And he went on to build the first brick block building in the territory for his national loan and trust company. So I'm assuming I didn't do much research on him. Again, I'm mainly focusing on just a brief He's history. the father of Hollywood. I get What the, how did that know. happen? Cool, we'll have to they, do it. I know they so. filmed a movie in Guthrie. It wasn't very good. They Sorry. They filmed lots of movies <laughs> My sister was, went for a walk around, uh, I guess like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. She was walking around like one of the te- the Masonic temple there uh-huh. and uh, she was like there was a film crew and so yeah. she was like I'm getting out of what here was that I think like Casey Affleck mm-hmm. wow there was another one being filmed recently Jessica Alba yeah that's when she got in trouble with all the shark thingies that she did Ugh. naughty Jessica Alba we like you but you're naughty really? <laughs> so go through okay so because of Whitley um, he persuaded the U.S. Congress to allow Guthrie be the new capital for the future of Oklahoma. So this was in a, in 19, like, turn of the century. So 1906, the Oklahoma Enabling Act, which established certain requirements for the new state constitution, one of them is establishing that state capital, right? Mm-hmm. So um, and it was because when Guthrie became a state capital, it looked like a well-established Eastern, east, east, you know, east state, eastern of yeah. the yeah city. So, <laughs> though it per, though it was it was an administrative center, 
for the territory, so it had like all the government buildings. It was kind of Oklahoma City being bougie was actually <laughs> more influential economically during the turn of the century. So it had had like several railroads going through it, and it had. Why is it always meatpacking? But it also <laughs> a major industry no in the comment. form of meatpacking. <laughs> well, I guess we were in Oklahoma, it's like cattle and, and things like that. So there was this big campaign to from the business side, of course. We can't have, it's always got to be business folks. Um, campaigning soon after statehood to make Oklahoma City the new capital. So in 1910, there was a special election to kind of determine the location of the capital. And this is where Guthrie is still really salty. Oh, oh, I think I would over think 100 so. years. Yeah. They totally because, stole so her tiara. They did because, I mean, yeah. They, I mean, reading it, I mean, they casted a vote. And Oklahoma City got the most, I mean, with 96,000 votes. Guthrie was 31. Thousand and then for whatever fucking reason, Shawnee got in there <laughs> with eighty-three thousand votes. No, I'm gonna vote no on that. So the governor at the time, Charles Haskell, who was in Tulsa, this is actually kind of an interesting story. So the governor at the time, who was in Tulsa the day of the election, he ordered his secretary to have the secretary of the state obtain the seal. I don't know why you gotta go and physically obtain the seal. Just be like, oh, sorry bitches, it's here now. But they had to <laughs> physically obtain the seal from Guthrie. <laughs> but the Logan County Sheriff, John Mahoney, served a restraining order on him being like, nah, bitch, you uh, ain't allowed. Infamous Mahoney. Right. So he blocked the transfer, but he was able to obtain a written authorization for the Secretary of State at the time, Bill Cross, to retrieve the seal from Logan County Courthouse and deliver it to Oklahoma City. So they did get the seal. They did. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was still there. It's not. No, it's oh, not. The seal oh. got moved to Oklahoma City. So, so they really did still live here. Yeah, okay. they did. And it's <laughs> funny because when I was looking at kind of doing some research, mm -hmm. kind of looking at everything, there's a plaque, there's like a, a plaque, like a monument that's like something to effect of the stolen seal or something <laughs> like that in Guthrie. Effectively. It Salty. is. That was some, that was a petty plaque. That's it what that was. Salty. That was a plaque of petty. That's what that was. So <laughs> because, so because the capital was transferred, of course, Guthrie, it lost a lot of the government related businesses and a lot of the Residents, yeah. they all moved. They followed away. the seal. They, they, they followed the seal. The seal. <laughs> so, with that, I mean, they did try to kind of get everything back, but it went up to the Oklahoma Supreme Court, and they say, nah. It went up to the United States Supreme Court in 1911, and wow. they're like, get Guthrie out of here. Guthrie put up a fight. They did. Holy crap. So, Guthrie. So, because of this, I like Guthrie though, even more now. <laughs> yeah. So, because of this loss early on in our statehood for whatever reason it preserved that victorian downtown like all those victorian era mm -hmm. buildings because with oklahoma city whereas you know growth and urban planning we just fucking leveled all of our uh, like yeah i saw when i saw shout out to another podcast here I saw my favorite murder um, in a, here in Oklahoma City. That's they talked about some one of the an unsolved case, right. and they talked about <clears throat> how the urban development where you had these gorgeous buildings in Oklahoma City is like fuck this, <laughs> and like went through and demolished it. Wow, and that's why Oklahoma City is like fucking horrible 60, 70 year looking buildings. Jeez. Yeah, to put in a highway, which never got built, side note. Side note. <laughs> but, but because of that, the Guthrie, that, that center district in Guthrie, it was actually, it's actually designated a National Historic Landmark by the Park Service. So, and that's why that is the way it is. They, they get, you know, the National, they get, you know, funding to kind of help keep those buildings intact. And that is actually one of their big tourism things is the historic tourism uh it's the is the largest urban historic district in oklahoma it contains uh over 2100 buildings 14 acres 400 city blocks and it is a 
basically they received a grant to kind of help with keep the infrastructure going. and keep it going. <clears throat> Though my sister did say that a couple, I think a, I don't know, a few months, like maybe six months ago, there was a big fire that took out like two of the big buildings. No. And she's like, I'm surprised the historical society there is just letting it sit there as an empty house. No kidding. Yeah. So, a little random, a few little random tidbits. I, you know, Guthrie has two lakes to the south, <laughs> Liberty Lake and Guthrie Lake. Its museums include the Oklahoma Territorial Museum and the Guthrie Scottish Rite Masonic Temple. Which that Masonic temple, uh-huh. which is we, we need we need to do something on we'll that someday. We'll that's, but it's it's got a creepy history as well. Really? But it's one of the largest Masonic temples in the world, and it's in the middle of it's like there, like it's an imposing building. It's wow. quite yeah. I recommend if you're there, you can drive around it. It's we're yeah, yes. we're close enough there. We're we close. might be able to afford that one. Exactly. That trip we might be able to afford uh, one day. Guthrie is also claims to be the bed and breakfast capital of Oklahoma. Listen now, it's pretty. Like I've been in some of those little restaurants, or whatever, yeah, and they're no. they're nice. It's a really cool little. It's town. a cute town. Yeah, it's, it's it does really, have a charm have, to it. Side note, just to throw this out there, when I went to New York City, we stayed in a little place called Terrytown, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we'll definitely make a stop into because I think that has to do with Sleepy Hollow. They have a big pumpkin festival there every year. But Guthrie and Terrytown look really alike. Yeah. But in New York, it's there's like a college, like an international mm-hmm. college, and so it's just full of a lot of diversity yeah. and it's full of people. I saw an Andrew Bird concert in oh, the little theater wow. <laughs> there, and you were allowed to take wine and sit out yes. with it at the tables. But I kept sitting there, just looking around, like this is freaking. Guthrie. Yeah. That's silly, though, because Oklahoma's kind of flat in most of the areas. You can't but, have open anyway, containers. Side note. I have to throw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, but it also hosts a couple big festivals, and one of them is like a bluegrass festival. Hope draws like 15,000 visitors annually. Um, it's got the Oklahoma's oldest year-round professional theater company, the Pollard wow. Theater. And um, a couple other kind of interesting spooky buildings i guess we're going we're talking spooky buildings you have the masonic boys orphanage that is now an event center of yeah. some kind it's creepy what i have events that they have there man, they <laughs> renovated it I'm trying not to have this go too long but when i was in high school like that was the creepy building like that was the haunted place where everyone snuck onto it was abandoned for years and so mm. by the time i got up there I was a senior getting ready to graduate and me and my friends go up there and they're in the process of renovating it. The building was bought, but there, there's like construction vehicles. And to find these buildings, it's set back behind a neighborhood. So it's summertime and you hear kind of all these neighborhood sounds and me and my friends, I'm in the front passenger seat, we have the windows down. We're kind of driving around like, where the fuck is this place? Uh-huh. And we just kind of came upon it. And it was the experience was uh, all those neighborhood summer sounds dropped away and it's just this building Mm. and we drive down and we're driving back around and all we see is like this one swing just kind of move back and forth and we're like i'm like and there's no wind there's no wind (laughs) and so we're like what is that and i'm like hey and then my friend looks at me i look at her and right next there's like this yeah dog like aggressive bark and we're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> but when we looked in the rearview mirror there was no dog no that's what we're here for man bring I all know. of that so there's that place there's a stone lion in i feel like a lot of people know about the stone lion in i've heard the name but i don't know oh, much about it's any got of it's got a good creepy story ghost adventures did oh huh. ghost adventures ghost hunters but it's, it's essentially, and I, I have some friends who stayed the night there uh-huh. and kind of heard some, like, like in the middle of the night there, they hear some shuffling. Oof. And she's like, hey, 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 hey. Mm. And her husband's like, that's nothing. Just go back to sleep. But when they woke up, they had stuff, like, packed up in their suitcase or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, ah, get me out of here. Um, and then another place, uh, which is kind of funny with my, my sister told me, is the old Logan County Hospital. So that place is another place that sat abandoned forever. And she, my sister was going 
taking the, her kids to school and she drove by it and it was like now leasing and they're like like what is this <laughs> they took this old county hospital it took the old hospital and renovated it and now it's they're going to rent it to senior citizens as like a senior citizen place yeah so a fucking hospital <laughs> yeah wow and, yes but there's a whole there's a whole lot of places like that and before and we're getting ready to get on to the one building we're here to talk about but i do recommend the guthrie ghost to walk tour um, it is you just walk around downtown guthrie i don't remember the lady's name who runs it but she's really good she's a great storyteller i highly recommend it's like 10 bucks you meet outside at like there's like a little apothecary garden nice. down there and it's really nice so i do recommend that it's it's fun you know so now we're not here to talk about all that bullshit. We wasted too much time. No, I feel like I know Guthrie really well now. We are gathered here today <laughs> to talk about the Black Jail, or as better known on the Ghost Adventures from 2017, the Samaritan Cult House. <laughs> so let's first talk about it as the Black Jail. So it was just the Black Jail, that title came from the inmates because it was horrible but also how the building looked. So the building itself, it was made of like this dark limestone and brick. So it sits on the corner of Second Street and Noble. And the reason I feel like it's not really got that much attention because it's not on the main thoroughfare. Uh It's set off to the side, it's like in a neighborhood. Oh, okay. So the building, how it used to look, give Jeff some pictures. So how the building used to look, it was two stories, and um, it's this dark brick, and like it had this staircase going up, it's got this cage here, but it could house 90 Uh prisoners, and the basement was solitary confinement. So it was two stories and a basement? Two stories and a basement. Okay, gotcha. So, that's how it used to look. There's no door down on the ground level. No. There's like stairs you have to walk up that are... It almost looks like a fire escape. Yeah, so it's definitely just, it's a really imposing building. But, so that building was in 1892. So right, yeah, shortly after that. And it's actually, it was the first federal prison in the Midwest. And it was supposed to be like, I don't even know why people, inescapable. (laughs) Just like the Titanic. (laughs) Unthinkable. So it was constructed with the 18-inch thick walls, dark Uh, limestone and brick. And, um... The the materials like was like zero insulation, and for those who have been to Oklahoma in the summer, it's a goddamn oven, uh-huh. and in the winter it's just bitter. Yeah. Like there's no snow, it is wind it's and ice. Mean. It's, it's very mean. mean. So you have inmates in the summer suffering from dehydration. Um, and then in the winter, it's just damp and cold, and you have flu and respiratory infections. So there's, I couldn't find a ton of stuff in regards to like specific prisoners, but there were a couple that are kind of famous. One is the Dalton gang that were housed there. And I think there was, wasn't there a movie with them? Like with Matthew McConaughey and like, I can't anyway. do it. Anyway, well, whatever. Yeah. And then another one was Bill Doolin and Bill Doolin was the founder of the Wild Bunch. And that they specialized. Um, <laughs> Like, like all Western things, bank robberies, robbing trains, and staying co- staying. I mean, they had no TV. What else, what else was there to I mean, what the point is, <laughs> so I guess. So, in 1896, on Sorry. July 5th, we're oh, shifting. Oh, yes, we're my chair is rolling. We're shifting. Oh, it's so creepy. Cool. <laughs> so, right. in 1896, Bill Doolin and 14 other inmates escaped. The unescapable prison. They escaped? How did that happen? I don't know. But <laughs> the was, was a whole story of. Listen, but apparently they were on the road for, they were on the run for a while. On August 24th, 1896, the U.S. Marshal Heck Thomas. Heck. Heck. Uh, shot and killed Doolin. Well, in Oklahoma, y'all. Yeah. But he shot and killed Doolin. Oh. Um, and his body, you can go apparently visit his very site in Guthrie. So he's buried in Guthrie. He is buried. He is buried in Guthrie. Mm-hmm. So there aren't much ghost stories about there. There is one particular story about a guy named James Phillips. 
And he was arrested for murder. He murdered a guy. And uh, in 1907, uh, right before came a state, um, it is reported uh, by the guards while watching the constructions of the gallows. He was going to be hung, hung by them later that same day from the old cell windows. <laughs> I did not write this. I apologize. <laughs> um, Philip collapsed on his bed. The jail guards found Philip in solitary confinement in the basement, prison's basement level. Dead! Dead? He died. How? For, yeah, he had heart failure. Uh, they say, I don't know, the coroners determined that the inmate's heart failure, he died of fright. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, that would be pretty scary. Yeah, pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> watching, yeah, you're watching the gallows, they're like, oh no. Well, they're building that for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. So. I feel like that every time I pull up to the building to go to work. I, <laughs> I just die a little in my car. <laughs> so. He is, from what accounts have, is that he haunts the prison. Ah. Uh, so he haunts the prison, you know, you hear footsteps and within the cell he was in and along the hallway, and the sound of a sobbing man could also be heard from Philip's cell. Ooh. Can you go to this building? Is it still up? It is still up, and we'll get into I'm it. So, okay, sorry. Now, Jumping ahead. I appreciate you asking <laughs> questions. Because I want to go there now. Right. So, the prison actually closed um, right before. So, he died. They don't have an exact date that I could find, but the prison closed right before the, the, it actually became a state in 1907. So, um, and everyone, of course, remaining inmates transferred to another federal prison. No reprieve for them. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it sat abandoned for a while. So it's just this, like like any government building, they leave it, everything there. But <laughs> come on, people, <laughs> they just build new. Um, but in the twenties, the Nazarene decided to buy it, mm. so it became a Nazarene church, which is how it looks today. What? So, so what they did? They put a door in. For yeah. Weapons. So they expanded it. They expanded it to here. So. What they did, what the Nazarene Church did, is that they stuccoed the building. So you have red stucco on the side, and instead of the flat roof, they peaked the roof, and they put an extension on it to make it look more like a church, so uh, you have that kind of yes, in Yes, steeply looking, steeply, Yeah. Yeah. And so the Nazarene were there for a while. They were there for a pretty long while. They were there until the 70s. And probably like most churches, they probably just outgrew... The building. Yeah. And there's not a lot of ghost stories in regards to it. I mean, they say that there's a, a spirit of a young woman in a floral dress, and she walks the ground, apparently from this era, from between the 20s. From the 20s. And, from the 20s, between the 20s and 70s. What happened to her? Nobody knows. No one knows. They just see her apparition, uh-huh. and she crosses the street, and cars will stop for her. Yeah. Uh, okay, so weird. Yeah, so that's kind of all I found. So, so when the Nazarenes left, like I said, probably just got too big, yeah. and they needed a new building. The building sat empty for a while, uh, like twenty something years. Okay. But then the cult moved in. The cult moved in. So what is the cult? So there's a lady. Yeah, I might have talked with you briefly about this, but right. I just want to. Have you heard of the Samaritan Foundation? I've, I've heard the Samaritan term. I don't know if it was from you or something else we were okay. watching. But I've definitely heard the term. I don't know anything about okay. them, though. Have you heard of Linda Green or Alan Ross? Uh, okay. I've heard of Alan Cool, cool, cool. This will be new information for you. <laughs> All right. So, Linda Green was the leader of the Samaritan Foundation. And <laughs> according to her... And I watched a couple, and I went down kind of a YouTube rabbit hole, and I'll get into sort of my thoughts at the very end about her, because in the end, it, it ends up being a very sad story. So, Paul moves in. So, yes. this, wait, I'm so sorry. The Samaritan Foundation. Right. Not Good Samaritan or mm-hmm. Bad Samaritan. Just the Samaritan. Samaritan. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. So, they were, so, what her mission was that she could, they were out to rid the world of evil. Um, but by that all accounts, well. that never goes well. Like, <laughs> it's the cult mentality. Yeah. 
And by all accounts, like, she, like, they were, and her especially, like, were anything but. So, she buys the property, I, from what I found, like, in 91. And, um, she, she purchases the house, the territorial jail, as a crash, like, basically a crash pad. So, she buys that, she has a couple other houses there, um, as well in Guthrie. So, the house is mainly for, like, the jail is mainly for her followers. Okay. Okay. So. Both literally and figuratively. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some crazy things that, that, that I, and I kind of put it in here. So, but she had previously lived in Oklahoma City. Well, and if you, and I think I have, I do have a picture of her. I'll show you. Um, I'm already creeped out. I'm like, yeah, she, do I want to see this? looks like an Oklahoma. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Like, you look at her and you go, you're from Oklahoma, aren't you? Does she have mall bangs or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so let me see. I think I... Okay, so that's Linda Green. I'm showing a picture of to Jeff. That's oh. Linda Green. This is, this is, this is a old, this is maybe from her in the 90s. I don't like her. Right. So, that's a picture from the 90s. And, again, like I said, I'll get into a little bit more about kind of my thoughts on, on everything. So, um, but... Like, she was a registered nurse in the 80s. So, she was a registered nurse. She was featured in a news story. I saw a little bit of the news clipping about basic hospice innovations that she worked on. And um, my additional... Hospice, like helping people die. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Additionally, <laughs> additionally, her credits include actress, poet... Same. <laughs> And she had written books about her new age philosophy. Same. Yeah. And one of the interviews I saw, she's like, I have written five books on esoteric dowsing rituals. Yeah. She's... Dowsing? Dowsing. Like, okay. So she takes a, like, a string or a chain. Uh There's a pendant on the bottom. Uh And you do, like, the dowsing. We might have to get into it, like, on the Uh Okay. But basically, the dowsing would help kind of direct her on where to go and sort of okay. reading things. So you like hold it over a map or you... yeah, kind of like that. Oh, yeah. So there's no actual dowsing, like they don't no. pour things on side. <laughs> it's not like a Gatorade. Thing. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> would you like to hear a little bit about her call? Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go, go, go. Any fellow poet and actress, I definitely want to hear about. So here's, <laughs> it's very crazy. Like <laughs> it's all sort of in. Again, we'll get into it, but I keep saying that. That should be my catchphrase. We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. So, she, for by all accounts, she was like a little cuckoo bananas, in, mm-hmm. but but very controlling. When you're a cult leader, you have control. So, she believed that, one, barcodes were evil and that members needed to bless their trees with crystals and cards with special symbols written on them. So, because barcodes were evil. Because of barcode. Because barcodes were evil. So she would put her groceries on these special symbol things. I I am not completely against barcodes or evil. <laughs> but I don't think I can go that far with it. Okay, continue. Continue. She <laughs> believed that celebrities and politicians were vampires and that her followers yeah. should protect their negative okay. energy. Oh, project their negative energy into them. So, like, you could get rid of, like, so you have negative energy. Uh-huh. There's a celebrity right there. Project your... Yeah. Zhuzh it on over. Zhuzh it on over. Zhuzh it on over. Zhuzh it on over. But if there were no celebrities nearby, project your negative... You could put your negative energy into soy milk and dump it down the stage. <laughs> so there's some dowsing. Yeah. <laughs> well, why soy milk? They're not regular milk. Did it say? It didn't say. I really... Listen, <laughs> cult behavior. Things will never I'm know. I'm not in the cult. Things will never know. Why? Groupthink is bad. Okay. She <laughs> cautioned believers not to talk on the telephone because vampires can gain access to them. To the telephones. Vampires like politicians and... Celebrities. Well, then that's true. That is 100% true. So, it is <laughs> At least also... the politicians, listen, anyway. And don't is, turn on your microwave either. Sorry. No. Okay, go ahead. It is also said she just... <laughs> She described President Clinton, so this was of course for the 90s, mm-hmm. President Clinton as an animal mutant zombie, quotes, uh, First Lady Hillary Clinton as a three virtue type zombie, whatever that means. What is a three virtue zombie? Zombies know. have virtues? I guess. I'm so confused. 
and Iraqi <laughs> leader Saddam Hussein. You can call him whatever you want. Yeah, but hell. <laughs> and a five virtue zombie. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Um, all this information came from her writings and in an interview she did before she died. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, she died of she's dead. Um, <laughs> what? Spoiler alert. Darn, I was going to join. Yeah, she's <laughs> dead. Um, she died of natural causes due to liver failure. Anyways, um, she also, Linda Green also claimed in her writings that she was Christ. She what? was Christ. Uh, because she willingly gave her soul so that all yours could survive. She wait. She gave. So, she she told her followers, "I am Christ, and I am Christ because I am willingly giving my soul so that way you can all survive." I don't know what that means. Just how do you give your soul? I have no care. In that, but the, you for there were soy milk. three. I know, right? <laughs> so in the heyday of the cult, there were three hundred and fifty members. So 350 members, hook, line, sinker. So, but this is all kind of secret. All of it came to the public in 1993, thanks to a court bat- court battle for custody. Mm-hmm. So in 93, there was a woman under the influence of Linda, Samar- of Linda Green and the Samaritan Foundation took her two children uh, from Massachusetts to Guthrie against the father's consent. I don't have a lot on this. It sounds like maybe they were divorced. So she essentially kidnapped her kids because she believed in what Linda Green was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, The father testified in court that the mother of the children presented like a change in behavior after kind of being in touch with them. Mm -hmm. Because she went around. Linda Green did seminars. Like she traveled the country and did these full-on esoteric, crazy-ass seminars. So um, she would draw... um, you know, she would do the barcode thing, draw mm-hmm. the circles with the symbols. Um, but then she also started drawing the same. Wait, that's what she did at her seminar. She showed people how to yeah. do that. Yeah, and so she was doing that at how home. How to purge their barcodes. Yes. But then <laughs> she started drawing the same drawings under the children's pillows. So when the father and the courts were like, oh, I bet you crazy. <laughs> and ruled in favor of the father who took the, who took the children back, to, back home to Massachusetts. And... By the end of the year, and I'm kind of getting ahead of a couple of things, but by the end of the year, by the end of the same year, Department of Human Services, the, they said, that nah, this building's condemned. What the fuck are you doing here? But here's where everything goes from like, kooky, crazy, funny, cold, to sad. Okay. This is where it takes a little bit of a true crime twist. Oh. So, but I, there's not a lot of details in regards to what happened, but Alan Ross. He was a filmmaker. He's from Chicago. He was pretty prominent in the uh, in his community. Like he was well loved, and he was known for um, like his love of the city and the people. And that's kind of what he when he was working with folks because he was a camera op, he was a cameraman. Um, he that's what he focused on was like the real real life of the people. So so he met Alan Ross at one of her seminars through like a former girlfriend friend uh-huh. and he <laughs> wait what year was this this was in 91 okay 90. they were going back a couple of I years I feel like it's the 70s wow 91 91 it's still raging alright <laughs> raging hard <laughs> so so he goes he ends up moving from Chicago to Guthrie after attending one of the ceremony, one of the seminars and while he's in while he's there in attendance I guess Linda was pairing men and women into couples and like marrying them. Like arranged marriaging. Yeah, have you heard or of cult people? Yeah, there's um the Moonies. Have you heard of the Moonies? Mm. Anyway, it's similar to that where it's it's a it's a big fucking cult. It's a, it's problematic. But anyway, we'll get into that. We're going down a rabbit hole. Mini rabbit hole. Pull ourselves out. So he, I guess he goes back to Chicago for a moment, being like. I married this woman. I only knew for three days. How crazy is that? And then he like goes back to Jeffrey, you know. Uh-huh. And <laughs> this lady, the the audacity and the balls on this woman. So at a subsequent meeting, Linda told her students that she was dying and that in order to save her life, Alan and his bride must have sex while lying atop of her. Wait, what? 
Well, on her? Yeah. So, Wait. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how it's done. Like basically, she like just lays down and they get on top of her and have sex. Yeah. And then Linda announced that their efforts had not been in vain, and she had fully recovered. Wow. She yeah. So she was like, the, she really recovered. The level of <laughs> manipulation. Oh my god. The level of yeah. But at some point, you have to wonder how much is manipulation and how much is really dumb. I mean, really? yeah, I think it's you're falling for this really. Yeah, to get into the. She cult, must have been really good though. Yeah. I, mean, I know cult leaders. I think there's a part of it with cults is that you, from what I've read and kind of from what I've listened, at some point something clicks where you're like, this was a really bad decision. Always, I'm sure. But it's subconsciously. Pretty much when they but come the Kool-Aid, probably. Right. And there, but there's mm-hmm. that front part that's like, but I can't admit that I was wrong. I can't admit I was wrong about this. So I have to stay. I gotta see this motherfucker out. Like a Trump supporter. Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to do that. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, so but <laughs> so Linda soon changed her mind about Alan and decided she wanted him for herself. So within a few months, she was married at the time to a guy named Dennis Green, and uh, she said bye and got with Alan. Uh, so and basically, yeah, legal divorce. They end up moving in together. She calls him Alan, her husband. But from all recollection, there's nothing showing where there was, like, they went to the, like, when nothing in the county. Married. Yeah, nothing yeah. In necessarily in the county courthouse saying that she was husband number six. Well, I mean, she was Jesus. So if she said yeah. they were married, they were married, right? Yeah, so he was <laughs> husband, so Alan Ross was husband number six. And, but Dennis, her, the fifth husband, Dennis Green, mm-hmm. he still stuck around and kind of helped with the church kind of helped with the efforts and everything like that. And so for a while, Ross shuttled back and forth between Guthrie and Chicago, and he did a lot of film projects. And um, he started kind of sending these, like, really weird postcards. So he would stay in touch through mailing postcards, which I think is actually quite interesting. It's like this weird... We don't do that anymore, side note, postcards. I'm going to have to start doing that, picking up postcards. Anyways. Postcards are fun. Yeah. So one of his yeah, one of his friends, <laughs> a German filmmaker, one of Alan Ross's friends, German filmmaker named Christian Bauer, was said he was receiving like these notes, like these postcards. Like, I seize the opportunity to seek answers for questions I have had not been able to ask, and the masters will shut you up in a pit with oh, others. God. <laughs> then it will be up to you to find a house to enter. So, but he like it's sort of like this increasing obsession with spirituality and 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 all of this stuff. But apparently, the group also studied all these things, like all these like alien abductions, demonic possessions, and you know, interpreting this phenomenon with like Linda's perspective. So yeah. it's like the cult leader's perspective of of all of this. So, you know. Within, and then again, moving forward, kind of within these time frames, with within the three years of the meeting, they kind of got a lot of that unwanted attention with the custody battle <laughs> and and being supposedly, allegedly being questioned about the Murrah Building bombing. Um, really? Happened. Yeah, because there was no, there was a rider truck parked outside of their building. Oh wow! So and shortly after all of that. They picked up, moved to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and that was in 1995, and then Alan Ross was never heard from again. Like, he's just disappeared? Disappeared. So they moved to, they moved to Wyoming, and that happened in 1995, and the long and short of it is that Alan Ross was murdered. Straight up. But no, but you can't prove that. His remains were found in a shallow grave. Oh, you can't prove that. (laughs) the basement, the house they lived in. So by this time that all this happened, it had dropped down to four people in her cult. So Linda, uh-huh. Alan, the ex-husband, <laughs> fucking hanging around. <laughs> and then- Dude, what was his name? Dennis Green. Dennis, get a job, dude. <laughs> and then a lady named Julia Williams. So a lot of people believe that Linda was the one who shot him. 
So he was shot. I was going to ask. He I'm was shot. That. Yeah. So uh, based on the remains that they found, uh, he had been shot in the head. Uh-huh. And then his body was dragged down to the basement. But By more than one person? Um, we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, asking all the right so, questions. <laughs> all the right questions. <laughs> but, she, like I said, she was never arrested. Mm-hmm. Because by the time that they found the body and was charging, she had died. And she had died in 2002 in Arkansas of, I'm going to say quote-unquote natural causes. And, and the last remaining member of the group, Julia Williams, was arrested in 2003 and convicted of accessory to murder in 2005. Mm. So she was the one who dragged his body down. Uh, and but the person who finally spoke girls up girls are mean. Sorry, bitches. <laughs> um, the person who finally did speak up though was Dennis. Mm. So he knew of it, but he was. I mean, Julia Williams was like, and Linda Green were like, it wasn't us. It was Dennis, and Dennis is like, no. <laughs> Apparently, there were faxes back and forth from both of them being sent to the Guthrie PD. And I'm pretty sure they were like, what the fuck is this? They were faxing. Faxing. (laughs) Faxing. You get it the wrong way. It's all like the message gets all... Yeah. So, um... So, he went missing in 95, like I said, November of 95. Um, And... You know, people are hiring private investigators, like, what the fuck happened to Alan? And they've been doing this since 95, since no one had heard from him. And and I feel... So the family hired a couple psychics, and both psychics, in separate occasions, claimed Alan was alive in Texas. I have psychics, With Elvis? Hanging out with Elvis? Man, psychics are problematic. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but other times I'm like, man... Yeah. But his body uh, was located, I believe, in 2000. So five years after he went missing, they found his body, um, and he had. And this is. And how did the psychics feel about that? <laughs> and I'm like, give me my money back, psychics. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not slamming psychics. No. There are some credible there psychics. Are some that we'll get into that later. Yeah. But there are also some real shysters. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in autopsy, like I said, they did confirm that he had received two shots, uh, one in the head with a nine millimeter, which she was known to carry around. Just like in a holster. No, like in her fucking purse. Because that's what Jesus would do. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what Jesus would do. I love. He would carry around his gun. I love what Jesus too, but she was also <laughs> castrated. What? Huh? He was, they had, there was oh, he was castrated. That he had been castrated. Well, if you're going to kill a dude, you may as well go all the way, right? So that was in 2000. <laughs> and then in 2001, the friend, Christian Bauer, the German filmmaker, mm-hmm. released a documentary and then. NBC actually picked up a report called Searching for Alan. So it was pretty... So there's like other stuff out there to see on there. There's other stuff, yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, like I said, in 2002, she passed away. Oh, I forgot to show you Alan Ross. And um, Alan Ross is 44, I think, by when Don't show me her again. She creeps me out. Oh, yeah, that was her right before she died. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Forgive me. She looks a little like Roseanne Barr. (laughs) It's not the best picture. (laughs) Oh, those were some of her symbols. So I, I apologize when we when I get the Instagram up, I'll, when we get this episode up, I will post these pictures. But um, and then that was that was Alan Ross, and he, like I said, he was forty four when he had, when he was shot and castrated. Yes, and dragged down to a basement. So like I said, she died in Arkansas at the age of fifty due to liver failure. Um, according to her family, she drank excessively to stop the voices in her head. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I feel like, and this kind of gets into, like, what she was, things that she did. I think there was probably some iron diet, and I'm not armchair diagnosing, I'm not trying to do that. Well, no, but you can easily There's easily things draw some where it's probably, like, some, yeah. like, undiagnosed, like, schizophrenia, which in itself is sad, but yeah. she made these choices which then turned her into a monster you yeah know? well then that's you know I'm, sometimes I'm like look if you're gonna get led around by the nose yeah, honestly no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, you yeah, got, yeah, yeah. none of you are doing that I hope 
don't, you know, yeah. at some point turn it off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, better just to be alone. You really don't need to be in a group that bad. Come on, guys. Like Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder say, you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> All right. So like um, said, amen. Like I said, Julia Williams was sentenced to prison for two years. Um, One for each fall. Sorry. Yeah. Well, for being, for yeah, for accessory to the fact of the murder and helping bury the body. Um, but it is 100% unknown, like, the types of ritual that the group did in the uh-huh. Samaritan cult um, house because it's kind of all these, like, random accounts. It's a lot of people not wanting to talk, you mm-hmm. know, and I get that. So there's that. But I want to talk briefly. I want to touch briefly on the Ghost Adventures episode. And this building, by the way, they did go inside it. Uh-huh. Um, they got access to it. And it is literally falling apart. And this was two years ago. The episode aired in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I asked my sister, uh, because there's a sign that it was like, stabilizing roof project or whatever. And she's like, that sign has been on there forever and they haven't done anything. There's no stabilizing. There's not going to be any stabilizing. Because there's like sort of this idea that, well, maybe we'll renovate the building, do something with it. I don't see how they could. I mean, even if they did try to do something like bring it back to a to how it once looked at a prison or do something like that, the building is in really bad shape. There's yes. black mold. There's a hole in the floor cause it, that goes down to the basement. Mm-hmm. So it's like hole, hole, basement. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, black. And they had to wear like respirators and there's holes Oof. in the yeah, ceilings. And so... I bring this up because I feel like they didn't get a lot of good evidence <laughs> and they were just kind of making shit up. And I'm not, I, a lot of the stuff that Ghost Adventures do, they do try to be really credible, but they didn't catch a lot of like audio or photo stuff. They brought in a guy who can apparently summon demons through a fucking Ouija board <laughs> to I mean, be like, yeah, to communicate <laughs> and summon. Linda Green or Alan Ross like they didn't do a lot of focusing on like, I think they kind of mentioned like like they do the little planchette and it's like J P it's like Phillips he was here when he was uh. and like they had a little blurb about that but it was really all about like the cult activity uh. and kind of the things that went down and like did they open up doors when they were doing the dowsing rituals mm. and um so, but it ended up just like, and like, it ended just up being all about them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And that's all That's right. okay. We adore you. And it's I, all right. I, and again, I adore Ghost Adventures. It's, I enjoy it. Go check yeah. it out. It's from 2017, the Samaritan Cult House episode. They do actually do an episode in uh, the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie. Uh-huh. It is very fucking good. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Okay. I have to check it Anyways. So, and that therein lies and ends the tale of the Black Jail and the Samaritan Cult House in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Listen. It's a little creepy. It's creepy. So, yeah. The whole cult thing. I don't know. So many thoughts. So many so thoughts. So many thoughts. It's strange because it's Guthrie. Yeah. You wouldn't think of... I'm, a lot of people probably... I didn't know that this was a thing until I saw this episode two years ago. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's a lot of people in small towns, because both my sisters live in small towns, it's like, uh, sure, 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 sure. They're just shoo, 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 shoo. Talk about this. No one likes to talk about it. But like, that brings in tourist money. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so much. I don't think so with this building. I think mm-hmm. it's because it's not on... It's mm-hmm. not part of the historic... Right. downtown area it's right. just this creepy building Ugh. that is set off to the side I don't even want to go there no interest some creepy buildings I want to go to but uh, that one I let's just drive 
We can drive by it. My sister said, and again, my, my sister Andrea. I feel like I've actually been by that building. When I saw it, I was mm-hmm. like, that seems really familiar. Yeah, it's... We it's, saw, like, Guthrie's Gigantic or something. Yeah, it's just... My sister drives by it almost every day. Really? Yeah, and she just says it's... Was she stopped with the lady, or...? No, she stopped <laughs> she told me. But apparently, she says, from, from her field, she's like, it is... It is a creepy building. I think, like, you can... When you talk about hauntings, you have sort of like the active hauntings versus sort of residual. Uh-huh. And I think there's maybe a lot of residual energy there, mm-hmm. which then kind of plays into like that energy, if you believe this. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you believe this. That energy, like all those things like those traumatic things get trapped in the stone and the wood like that energy yeah 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 Yeah, the energy and so i don't know nobody knows you know you could say you know but nobody knows yeah nobody knows you get into all kinds of things about that for sure absolutely that's all i have really like just in time for bed so i can like pass out and have really bad dreams about that creepy lady holy crap (laughs) <laughs> Why her picture really freaked me out? I listen. I'm just. Uh, she really freaked me out. I don't know. Yeah. Look at her eye. I don't know. Cult cult leaders for me are interesting mm-hmm. in general, just like ghost yeah. stories. But I think there's something about the power that someone has that just by by tapping yeah. into someone. Yeah, and like how charismatic was she, or what was it that she said that she and, no and did she know what. She, I mean, how much of what she was doing did she really... Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily anything about money. Did she just think money. it was easy to guide people for her, and so she fell into that? I, it's completely fascinating. It's, yeah. It's, like, group identity is crazy to me anyway. So I can do so much of it, and then I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, it's a lot of speculation on sort of what her thing was. Because if you look at other cult leaders, you do have those who were kind of in it for the money, like the Jim Jones, um, you know, who then bought his own bullshit and he was all hyped up on fucking barbiturates and uh, amphetamines to stay away. Ah, uh, that's so sad. That one yeah. So sad. But this one yeah. is also because it was just apparently near the end, from what I saw, Alan Ross was like, oh, fuck this shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it could be anything. And they don't want there to was a, Yeah, I mean, it could have been either he didn't, she didn't want to let him go. There's one story where apparently he might have been, allegedly, supposedly, not to talk ill of the dead, of the uh-huh. innocent. But they also said maybe he was embezzling money from her book sales, which I don't see why. I don't see who wants to buy books on fucking esoteric dowsing rituals. Well, I mean, I want to read one, but I don't want to buy it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind reading a page or two just to see. What, what is this? I don't understand. Is this me? Listen, I'm kind of witchy. Uh-huh. And I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm witchy and I don't give two shits. No. So. so I'm starting a cult, but my cult will be full of puppies. It's I, all puppies. I love it. You've noticed I've already started. Yeah. I have many dogs. Don't tell me. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> Too many dogs. <laughs> uh, well, can't begin. Just that, was, that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. You're welcome. And I don't know where we'll go next. I think we're going to go an hour and a half south of Guthrie to Seminole, I believe, to a pretty interesting mansion that I found. I have to do some research on it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Ghosts. I've got to stop looking around for what? Stolen land. All right. You're driving this first two, and then I may hop in the driver's seat and you, drive. You, one. We shall see. See what we can get. See what we can get into. I'm more of a UFO type, but I don't know what the hell is that in Oklahoma. That's not a lot. I don't think so. I mean, other than my own experiences. That's a joke. I haven't really been abducted. I don't think, anyway. You never know. You never, ever know. That's it. I guess. Anything else you want to add? I'm good. It's nighttime here. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but it's 11.35 p.m. here, which in old people language is lit. (laughs) All right. Well, we have... Yes, we have... (laughs) We have an email address if you want to email us your 
stories or anything like that. Or anything you want us to take a look at. Yep, we are at knowereusapodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. We are on the Twitterverse (laughs) at knowereusapod. And the same thing will go for Instagram. I haven't set that up yet. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it will be on there. If not, maybe we'll throw a little edit here on the end. But everything... Uh, for Twitter and Instagram should be at Nowhere USA Pod. So, yay! Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>